0: You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show, and this is a special holiday episode. It's going to be a bit shorter. I know you probably have a lot going on. And you might be celebrating, like today is Christmas. You might not be celebrating Christmas. You may be with family. You may not be with family. And there's just a lot that can get stirred up in this time of year. So I want to take just a few minutes to be with you here to give you the support and encouragement and love and connection that you need to be you, whether you're alone or whether you're with family or whatever's happening for you. So let's look at a few different scenarios and see it help you thrive during this particular day and this, this little holiday season that we're in right now. So... Some of the biggest challenges that might arise might be that you are with family. Well, let me let me just take a step back. Sometimes when we're alone, maybe you feel lonely right now, you're not with family, maybe you're missing, there's a lot this pain that can get stirred up. And then there can be this sense of like, oh man, I just wish I was with family. And then we are with family. <laughs> and then we're like, oh man, I just wish I was alone, <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about? It can be kind of a little bit of a, a push-pull back and forth there. So. First things first, no matter what's happening, and who knows, maybe you're feeling just fantastic right now, right? Maybe you're feeling like, I'm so, I love the holidays. I love spending time with people. I'm so excited about the next year. And if so, awesome. Let's build on that. But if you're experiencing something challenging right now, first things first, first things first, always the first thing to do is to get on your own side. I've been doing a lot of recording uh, recently of the audio version of my forthcoming book, On My Own Side, which is coming out in February of next year. Oh, yeah. You'll be hearing more, a lot more about that in this podcast as it gets closer. But So I'm really immersed in that topic right now and just reading. I'm doing the audio kind of a slamming through it, reading many hours of it a day for recording purposes, and really immersing and reinforcing those lessons in myself. And, man, the essentialness of getting on your own side. And one of the chapters I was just reading was about not about ending the the habit of invalidating your own feelings and instead validating your own feelings. And validating just means to make it true, to make it real. And invalidating saying it's not real. It's not true. It shouldn't exist. I shouldn't have it. And we just do this so habitually with our feelings. So first things first, right now with whatever you're feeling, whether you're in another room and you got some family members in the other room and you're like, oh, I don't want to go out there, or you're alone and you're hurting in your heart or you're something, anything challenging that's coming up. Just notice that. And are you fighting it? Are you making yourself wrong for having it? You know, if I just had a different mindset or I shouldn't be this way or, oh, I'm always so anxious or why am I so sensitive? Or, I mean, we can invalidate our feelings in a million and one different ways. But... What's, not, what's most important is to decide right now that you're not going to do that, that you're going to be on your own side. So let's do that right now. Decide you're going to get on your own side and say, look, whatever's happening right now, whatever feelings I'm feeling, I'm going to go into them. I'm going to work with myself. I'm not going to turn on myself. I mean, life can be challenging enough. Maybe you're going through a challenging situation in your family. Maybe there's a divorce. Maybe someone is sick. Maybe there's a, there's a family member who's always critical or angry or hard to be around. I mean, that's hard enough, all these scenarios. The last thing we need to do is also turn on ourselves and attack ourselves for having feelings. So let's end the insanity of self-judgment and self-criticism and get on our own sides. Now from that place, let's talk a little bit about being around your family. Now there's kind of two ways that we can talk about family. There's what you might be called your family of origin, and then there's the family that you create. And so if you, you know, family of origin is people you grew up with. Parents, uh, siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, that sort of thing. Then there's the family that you create, which is, you know, you have children with somebody and then you, you have a dynamic with that person, whether it's a partner or a spouse, and then your, your children. And oftentimes people tend to have more challenge with their family of origin than with their family they've created. They they have more influence over the over the culture of the family they created and they also didn't grow up in that environment. So they're you know, they started that family from a full adult. <laughs> mostly an adult. <laughs> right? <laughs> still getting there, still working on being an adult. But, you know, mostly an adult. And then whereas, you know, your family of origin you, you came from an infant. You, you came into this world through that, in that environment. And so we can have a lot of more memories, a lot more old patterns, a lot of the conditioning that we're trying to free ourselves from and upgrade got installed there. So you can just have a look from a parent or someone could say something and all of a sudden inside you're like, and you go from being a 35-year-old adult or whatever to feeling like you're six years old again. So there's a lot of in- emotional impact that can happen in our family of origin. And you might be spending time with those people uh, at this time of year. And so, how do you work with that? How do you deal with that? Well, obviously step one is getting on your own side, which we've been talking about. The next thing you want to do is you want to become like an anthropologist. You know, stop being so in it. We're just so in it when we're with our family and we we fall into our own patterns and perspectives. Like you have a story like, oh, my dad is always like this. Or, oh, my brother is too much like that and she needs to be like this. Or, my sister is always hard on me or whatever. And we have these stories. And then we react to it, right? Like, I don't like my sister being all hard on me. Jeez, she's such a bitch, right? And, we, and we're and we in it. See if you can take a step back and observe it. And this is hard. I mean, we get hooked pretty easily, right? But, like, study the people. What is my, my sister really like? Is she, la- you know, what does she say that's kind of mean or jarring or critical? Does she say that to other people in the family too or just me? Does she do it to, and, and then how do they react when she does, says those things to them? I wonder why she's doing what she's doing. What needs is she trying to meet? Is she trying to feel significant and special and better than me or others? Is she trying to feel in control or powerful or certain? Is she trying to impress somebody to maybe get love, impress a parent? Like really study it, get so curious, almost as if you're watching uh, a a family scene in a movie or you're watching another family because when you can observe it more from that perspective, you just get such a refreshing space, like uh, a little bit of a breath of fresh air. And you can realize it's not really that much about you, like how your dad interacts with somebody or if your mom drinks too much or whatever's going on. Like it's not about you, it's about them. Even when they relate to you in a certain way, it's not about you. These are dynamics. These are patterns that probably have been in place for many years. Probably even before you were born, your parent was like that, or a sibling or something was, you know, has been like that with their whole life. So what we can do is, when we are able to observe it more, we get less caught in those patterns, and those patterns can relate to, you know, can create more of that reactivity or inferiority or social anxiety. So to be free of that, become a lot more of an observer of the scene and the situation. And then the third thing to do that I think is extremely helpful is to give yourself 100% permission to be fucking different, to reinvent yourself. I mean, this isn't just doesn't just apply to family and you know holidays and stuff. This is in everything in life, but with family and holidays it tends to be one of the harder places we, we have to reinvent ourselves. We're like, well, I gotta conform to how I was the last time I saw them or else they might comment. Yeah, so what? You know, like, like how much do we diminish ourselves? How much are we not our authentic selves? How much are we not revealing how much we're changing and growing? Because here's the thing. Are you different now than when you were a five-year-old kid in your house? I venture to say yes, unless you're a five-year-old listening to this right now, which would be odd. You are hyper-intelligent young man or lady, right? No, you're whatever. You're you're 25 years old. You're 45 years old. You're 75 years old. You are different than you were as a five-year-old growing up with your parents. Let me ask you this, are you different now than you were three years ago? And if you're growing and you're listening to this podcast and you're going through my materials and you're reading books and you're taking bold action in the world and you're getting your butt out to my live events, which I highly recommend. We have our Maximize Your Money and Career Confidence event at the end of January, 2020. But you're taking bold action in the world, you're changing, you're upgrading your way of approaching the world, you're being more assertive, you're being less nice, you are changing like crazy. You're growing, you're different. So why are you going to hide that? Why are you going to pretend that's not the case? Because that's what often happens. We, we're like, why do, is it hard to be around family? Why do I feel more anxious? It's like, well, you're going home and smashing yourself back into this little box. We're like, I got to be just like how I was. And so, you know, and it's not just your family. Maybe you're with some old friends or some high school buddies or people you grew up with. And they're like, hey, let's go to the bowling alley and drink because that's what you used to do in high school. And you don't want to go to the bowling alley and drink. You want to like talk about, you know, personal development or you want to go for a run together or you want to do something. You want to like, cook a healthy meal and then share it for, you know, an evening when you're together. But you don't bring any of that up because you're like, well, my gosh, what if they judge me? What if they're like, cook a healthy meal? What the hell's wrong with you, man? Right. Instead of showing up boldly, authentically, unapologetically as you. That's what we want to do. That's how we want to let ourselves show up. And that will help dissolve a lot of the anxiety and tension we feel. Because a lot of that's from sh- jamming ourselves back into the old box and telling ourselves it's not safe and we're going to get rejected and lose love if we reveal how we're changing, growing, and evolving. So how do we deal with that? Not only say the thing that you want instead, uh, own it. Like, own it fully with enthusiasm and unapologetically, but also without making anyone else wrong. So if someone's like, hey, come to the bowling alley to get drunk, you know, don't be like, the bowling alley to get drunk. <laughs> Charles, you are so immature. You know what I like to do instead and why I'm better than you, right? That's not gonna work, whether it's with a family member or a friend or something. You just express you you know you say no to what they're suggesting and say what you want instead. Bowling alley. And you know, your friend's like, come to the bowling alley and we're gonna drink, it's gonna be great hey, you know, Charles, thanks for the invite. That sounds, well, don't say it sounds fun because it isn't, right? So, but you might say, hey, Charles, thanks for the invite. You know, the bowling alley, we could do that, but you know what sounds better for me? I would love to hang out at your house or my house, like get some, we can go to the store, get some food, or I can bring some ingredients. Let's make a meal and just have a chance to really chill out and talk and connect. And then see what the person says and be ready if they're like, what? Oh my God, that's stupid or something. Then okay, persist. Be you. Isn't that how you are with your friends outside of being with family? So why settle? Why shrink? To what? Avoid Charles' disapproval? Is he the determinant of your life? Do you want to give your power to that person? And this is, of course, a hypothetical person. Unless you are literally dealing with a Charles and that's some sort of weird... Uh, Twilight Zone, I'm speaking to you. So here's what you gotta go tell Charles. No, okay, so those are the steps, th- recommendations, tips that I have for really uh, approaching the holidays with more confidence, and really all of life with more confidence, but to to bring more of you into all of these relationships. So the first things first, let's remember those, those key three tips, one is almost, getting on your own side. Almost stands for on my own side and how to relate to whatever you're feeling by validating it, supporting yourself, loving yourself. Like, it's okay to feel however I feel about family because here's one other tip about that. You might feel a lot of stuff that you don't know why you feel it. I mean, so many of our experiences with our parents growing up are unconscious. We don't, you don't remember every moment that happened between age zero and six. In fact, you don't remember most of those moments. Like 95% of that stuff is gonna be unconscious, maybe even 99% of it. Thousands of interactions, thousands of days of your life, each with thousands of moments in them, unaware, just in your body, in your deep nervous system, in the parts of your brain that you can't access verbally or consciously. And so you might feel some stuff. You might feel sad about something or angry about something or hurting about something. Not 100% of the time, but just notice it. And maybe, you know, as you notice it, it might become a little more conscious and that's good. That's how we let go. That's how we heal. That's how we grow. But just as a, a reminder for validating your own feelings, there's a lot of stuff's unconscious. You don't need to know it all. Just let yourself feel it. Acknowledge it. Be like, yeah, I'm a little anxious right now or I'm very sad right now. Okay, that's okay. So that's the first part is acknowledging how you're feeling. The next suggestion is to observe the people that you're around, your family or others during the holiday season uh, from the outside uh, as if you're an anthropologist studying how the dynamics work and being a little less in it and not taking everything so much about you or or through your own fixed perspective of this is right and that's wrong and this is how so-and-so should be and just like what is so-and-so like What is my sister like why do they do that really getting more and more curious about their underlying motives patterns and again not making that all bad or wrong you might be like yeah the way that that person asks for things is unpleasant it doesn't work it's abrasive but that's okay. You're just noticing that. Like, hmm, that's an ineffective way of asking. I bet that doesn't work so well in their lives. And that's it, just noticing it and noticing how it's abrasive and makes you feel a little aversion inside. And that's all, all okay without getting stuck into, like, that's how they should be. Why are they so wrong and bad? So letting that go and just really studying. And then the third thing, which we were just talking about, is don't, like, you have control over what you say, what you suggest. Don't just fall back into old patterns. This is what we do. I don't speak up at the dinner table. I'll just go where they want to go. Okay, you want to spend, you know, all day at whatever, Walmart and going to all the stores. Okay, I'll just go with you like I did when I was seven. Like, no, if you want to do something different, say it. Hey, let's go for a walk instead. Or Why don't you go to Walmart? I'll meet up with you when you get back. We'll go for a hike or something like that. So you bring the new you into that situation. So I hope this serves you, and I hope that you are able to find a more capacity in yourself for self-love, the um, capacity to love and forgive those close to you in your family, knowing that they're doing the best they can with the awareness that they have, and that you're able to open more in this season and into 2020. And the next time I speak with you will be the day before 2020, and I can't wait. So until we speak then, may have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, eBooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.